and welcome to the podcast. My peers call me Ross. <laughs> and I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And this week on Ross and Phil Talk Movies, we're going to be catching up on some of the films that we have been watching of late. Because there's we're a little out of sync, right? So you've watched some stuff that I've watched. I've watched some stuff that you hadn't watched. So I think on some of the bigger ones, we're now pretty much in sync, right? Last time out, we talked about Chang-Chi. Um, so, you know, we've got a couple of others to catch up on this time. But before that, my friend, how are you? How are you doing? I'm... Um, Aside from wanting to potentially burn down Texas, I'm perfectly fine. I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, only certain parts of Texas, of course, um, without getting too political about all of this. Um, yeah, other than that, reasonably well. It's quite a busy time, which is no bad thing. How about you? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm busy, I'm super busy at the moment. Um, so yeah, just you know, trying to trying to fit life in around everything else, but. Uh, Yes, it's definitely, definitely a strange world out there. And we're going to ignore that whole strange world that's out there. Mm-hmm. We're just going to focus on the fun part of that world, which is, of course, movies. Um, Before we get going, interesting piece of news this week. We don't normally do news because by the time we've done it, it's out of date. But um, Chris Nolan, uh, he have um, much, much conversation on this podcast much mm-hmm. conversation on this podcast uh, I am very much in the uh, incredibly Nolan camp uh, Ross is in the incredibly agnostic well, on Nolan well, most of the time I, camp I, I, I'm other than Tenet like pre- no 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 I'm, I'm definitely a previously Nolan fan for sure yes I love Memento I love right. the, um, Batman Begins of a Dark Knight although obviously you know, ever since The Dark Knight just seems to fade for me, but it's still a very good film. Like, I'm not missing that. Uh, and I love Inception. And I, and I love Insomnia. I love this Pacino film, Insomnia. I know, I love, there's, there's certain films that I love. And also, the weird one to bring me back into not being a bit pissy about him after Interstellar and The Dark Knight Rises, uh, of all the films, 1917, while I don't think it was, like, amazing, I, I, didn't, I didn't dislike it in the end. But that was surprising, but that was surprising, you know. The high level of Ross Boyask praise is but it's interesting to me. But it's interesting it. to me. But it's but it's interesting. Well, it's not that good, is it? Like the beginning was good, it's not that good. But but what I'm getting at is I, I'm not suddenly going, oh fuck you know, another one of the you know <laughs> but that, that doesn't exist for me anymore. But I'm okay. um, well, for a couple stand, of films, it was awful. I stand corrected. I mean, again, love Interstellar, but hey. Um oh, what fuck. <laughs> anyway, so Chris Nolan has signed a deal with Universal, right? So he's he's left Warner after everything that happened with Tenet and everything else. Uh-huh. Um, he signed a deal with Universal, and the deal is really interesting. Universal, just quickly, though, before, from, before you before you carry on, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Warner thing is interesting because he says everything that happens with Tenet wasn't it him specifically saying this film has to do this and has to do that. I think, do I think I it's more about... I didn't, I didn't, didn't they then do it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's more about their stance on putting things into um, streaming and cinema, I think, that pissed oh, Nolan off. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Nolan decided to deal with Universal for his next film, Oppenheimer, um, he of nuclear bomb fame. Mm-hmm. And part of that deal is... I can't remember the exact details, but part of that deal is... That the film has to have a it can't be can't be allowed onto any other platform outside the yes. cinema for a hundred days. Right. So but, the hold back. The yeah, holdback. but interestingly, and this is more interesting for me, Universal are not allowed to release another movie in the cinema 
for three weeks before or three weeks after. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you see, this could be interesting because I don't know if you remember, this is some years ago now. I'm, I'm struggling to remember which year, but it was a few years ago. Three, maybe call it three or four years ago. We can, I'm sure we can look it up. There was a year when Universal didn't release any of their franchise films. All of the, you know, Fast what are you and doing? All the other I'm, I'm, I'm still taping up my um, my hand. I, I've, the um, microphone I've can hear all here. of that. Sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm currently binding my fingers because they, they've been uh, pretty badly wounded recently. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> sorry, that's quite funny. Um, there was a year, some years ago, like three or four, four or five years ago, when Universal didn't release um, any of their major like franchises. Oh, in a specific like, say, chain, wasn't it? it? No, 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 no. It was just one of those years where they just happened not to release any of their oh, franchises okay. and things. I can't name any of the other franchises. It might have even been Jurassic, whatever. It was, it was a bunch of, they didn't release any of them, right? And it was their most profitable year of, of like recent memory because of, of like the, all of the films were like modestly budgeted, the, the marketing yes. was solid with it. And like that's what made their money. Now, so the question is would, would Universal, given how, uh, everything being put on hold? We can still last, hear the tape, you know, by the way. Excellent. Nearly there. <laughs> Nearly there. Otherwise, literally, uh, I'll start screaming in agony in about three or four minutes. Um, Microport is a much better way, much better thing. Oh, no, no. Well, so I've, I've probably, I, I was, I've only been, I've, I am, funny enough, I know about Microport and I, I'll be on search today for something. It, I was it comes off and it doesn't take your it. entire yes. hand off with it. Yes. I was actually given some on set on Tuesday, which was very, very good. Um, you're very helpful. Equally, so, uh, equally, Ross, surely as a filmmaker, I'm absolutely disappointed that you're not solving this issue with gaffer tape, because oh, well. as we know, <laughs> there is nothing on a film set that cannot be solved with gaffer. And I, I've Can genuinely you, seen well, people injure themselves to, and gaffer yes, tape it up. Bind themselves up with gaffer, with gaffer tape. Big gash on their to, arm. But I would, gaffer tape. I would have to. Well, yeah, but a big gash would be fine. Having to bind your, I have to literally bind my fingers between the <laughs> knuckles. So you'd have to cut like such a thin slice of gaffer tape and tape would be impossible. Um, but but yes, I've wondered that normally, yes. Uh, sorry, so no, so what I was getting to was the idea that if you, there's a way that Universal could do this, which would be, I don't, again, I don't know what they've got coming up their full schedule, except for like Fast 10 and 11 or whatever. If they're able to do it in, in that year where they, like a similar situation, they shouldn't give a shit. If they're able to schedule it in a way that, you know, it doesn't contravene, you know, all of the other guaranteed half a billion dollar, you know, box office stuff, why would they care? Yeah. It's like quite a, quite a doable. I'm but just using that as an example. And I don't this know if is like, like, I don't know if that's in their minds, but that would be in my mind. If that's yeah. So this is Nolan. This is the other thing, right? Um, it's a hundred million pound budget, which is quite small. It's quite small, yeah. Comparatively, these days, yeah. Um, um, and I think I think, but I think they've they've got to they've agreed to do something like sixty or a hundred million pound in marketing for the film. Oh, I'm sure there would be the yeah, there would have so, to be some sort of guaranteed. But it just seems like if he's, if he's if he's if he's already leveraging not leveraging if he's already insisting on the hold back, I'm sure he would. But but you know what? Why would they even turn that down? Well, that, look, let's that, be honest. Spend for them is, is nothing. Yeah. yeah, from an artistic perspective, Universal are not exactly falling over themselves on high quality filmmakers' content, are not they? Really. Not really. Fast 42 and, Univer right, exactly. and, and Jurassic World 12. It's like. I mean, do we even need adverts for Fast and Furious films? Like, I mean, for real, like, like Bond. I, I don't know about you. I would just. Oh, first of all, I never want to see that. Fuck man. Again. But, but also. Surely, for a Bond trailer, you could just put up the logo 007 coming June 12th, Why? and you don't ever need to see a trailer. 
You right. don't need to see a trailer for Marvel. Or Marvel films, for that matter. Can we can we get off these bad Marvel trailers and yeah, just no, say, no. Shang-Chi, next Marvel film, we're not even going to tell you the title, no. but next Marvel film is coming out on October the 12th. Just, just book yeah, it now. Yeah, we'll you, you won't give right, a shit. Exactly. You don't give a shit what it is, just book it. You don't care so, what it is anyway. So what, what the fuck? But this is a good point, right? They, they're like, they just, they've just released the new final Bond trailer. And I'm like, is there I, any I, I, part of this movie I haven't seen now? So I'm hoping it's a very good point. Well, it is three hoping, hours long, so possibly. Well, it's three hours, and I'm hoping that much like the Mission Impossible uh, six trailers, which I thought were good at the time, and this is not of this, um, they very specifically excluded one major action sequence. They actually specifically excluded, yes. if I remember, the helicopter scene, which now I wasn't watching the film going, oh, that's that bit for the trailer. Uh, no, 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 no. The helicopter scene film. is in the, the part of that oh, well, helicopter scene is was, in the trailer. Well, there was something, there was a whole action scene that they absolutely excluded. You might be like, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so regardless, I'm not sitting there going, well, ticking that off from the trailer, ticking that off, which I'm not doing that, but just knowledge that they did that and they did it specifically, again, rebond, and it's a three hour movie, hopefully. What they're doing is is something along a similar vein, you know. Similar it's, it's but what I can't right? get over, but what I can't yeah. get over, one of the things they haven't showed us in the Bond trailer is Daniel Craig's face doing anything other than one expression. <laughs> if we if we could see another, when we see another expression in that film, which by the way we'd better. Does he have we'd one? Better see, we, I don't know now. I don't know if it's surgery. Also, I don't know if it's yeah, I was going to say. There. I don't know if it's is it surgery? Does he just not want to be there? I don't know for his hundred and fifty million dollar fee or whatever the fuck it is. Like I don't. Uh, two things, right? One, one, one thing I've noticed going back and watching the old Bonds. And I want to talk about a specific Bond that I've got to. Um, is that the older Bonds? They aged gracefully, right? They they or disgracefully. For the most part, but, but well, 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 for the moment. But, yeah. but the disgraceful aging is usually entertaining, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, you know, like Roger Moore in A View to a Kill. They played on the fact that he was about 85 in that movie. He wasn't actually. He, no, no, no. He was 56. He was the same age as Tom Cruise in Michigan. I know. I love that. That, that makes me. Sense. That literally make makes me sense. cry. It's insane. it's insane. And and like and and you know, I know Timothy Dalton only did two, but you know, yeah. there was no there was no particular effort to, to cover his hairline in the second one, right? It was no, it was the, no, it's really, really noticeable this time around. Yeah, I don't know it what was. that was, and, and the way his hair's piled—it sounds like a silly thing to, to talk about. But when you Pierce look at Brosnan, how he looks in *Living Dialogues*, you know, you know. Pierce Brosnan aged aged well. He looked better. Yeah, he did. Yes, I think um, he refined. Yeah, and but Daniel Craig just doesn't. He just, I I still don't get right. If they'd have made *No Time to Die* with another Bond, mm-hmm. is the Daniel Craig is Daniel Craig being the highest paid actor in the world something that pushes the needle on a Bond film? No, no, it doesn't mean shit. I mean, what, what, what relevance has that got to the content of the film? It, it's the same Nothing. way that for many years, up until Sam Mendes took over, with the exception of maybe Martin Campbell, right? Like, yep. like people actually thought the director was important on a Bond film? Yeah, never, they never used to, though, ever. Like, like Sam, Mendes, Sam Mendes became relevant just because, wow, it's Sam Mendes, that's interesting. I, I think Martin Campbell as well, because Martin Campbell did have a bit we more love of Martin a... Campbell. But but Martin Campbell was dare I say a journeyman director rather than like uh mm. you know he's not he's not being held up for awards glory and he's not being held up for performances no. with no I mean he should be probably because I think he makes really overall maybe overall good films yeah before. great films yeah yeah certainly solid and certainly he understands action and story and frames things really well um 
and certainly it's given us two of the best Bond films under all of that stuff. But it's also very good at thrillers and like things like Criminal yeah. Law and all that. But, but like, so yeah, yeah. So, but like the so the director's not important. I don't think nah. the actor's important, really, in a well, Bond film. So 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 here's the thing, right? I think the director can be important. Like for example, if we get Quentin Tarantino's Bond, right? Mm, like no or stiff, no 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 no. It doesn't matter if you like it or not, but what I mean is the director yeah. becomes something relevant to the actual yeah. attraction of audience, right? So Quentin Tarantino, Steven Spielberg. I'd be kind of curious. Like but but you know what? There's what four or five directors? Like even Ridley Scott, no one would care about that. Oh my god, literally no one, no one would care. No one would care if Ridley Scott. I'd rather I'd rather have seen a Tony Scott bond than a Ridley Scott bond. Well so no, so would I. But what I mean is neither of those directors would actually make people Chris, see bond films. A Chris Nolan bond. bond would would get people in the door. It but again, I'm I'm I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that Chris Nolan brings more bond people, if you see what I'm saying. More yeah. people to bond. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like, it's, I, it's a really interesting I, it's point. Not many, right? There's not many. There's not many directors who would do it. Maybe, maybe an upcoming female director. I don't know. I'm trying to think of things that maybe people would go. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you're yeah, right. Right. Actor, okay. But unless but it's this... an actor, unless it's a really controversial actor. Yeah. Like John John Travolta is the new Bond. Well, Johnny Depp is the new Bond. But that would, but that would stir up people. Like yeah. people would be like, oh, Tom, what's going on there? And, Tom Cruise know. is the new Bond. People would go. No one care. No one care. No, no one care. You reckon? Care. No, because he's so, done because mission, the Mission Impossible stuff. I, I mean, yeah, oh, that's true. There would be some there'd be buzz, but I don't. It wouldn't bring more. And what I'm getting at is, I think the Bond people see the Mission Impossible. But I don't think there's any. Yeah. Uh, what's the word? I, I don't just, think anyone's dropping out of that. You know, it's it's funny how you mentioned about like you know bringing in an interesting director because we're going to talk about Candyman yeah. in, in a bit, right? And, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. and that is the very definition of someone where they've they've said, oh, here's a really and actually I'm going to talk about Nomadland briefly. Um, okay. Yeah. Re, yeah. Really interesting directors, but yeah, it it still <laughs> it doesn't in certainly in Candyman. I, I don't know whether ultimately that was the right cool or what went wrong well there's a particular well we know we know let's let's get into that later because i really yeah. like so, I look, really want to um, talk about it. so yeah nolan um yeah i think i think at the moment like like bond has released almost as many trailers for this film as there have been bond films now and i, I can't I'm just even getting tell them. i can't i can't even tell a different i, I don't i can't really i, I have i stopped watching them because i'm like i i well, have I'm, to turn my eyes yeah. away because i'm like otherwise i'm going to see all of it yeah and i don't my, my i only... don't want to see any more of this film the only thing I can say now as a comment about the trailer, which, you know, look, I've got to say, objectively, the trailer has, the trailers have all been good. Like, the trailers haven't been, if you try and remove all of her, we've had to wait so I long. I you can make a hours. bad Bond trailer, can you? No, probably not, but you know what I'm getting, what I'm, I'm just trying to say, it doesn't look bad. But one thing that is becoming more and more evident on this last trailer, <sighs> I know this will sound, I know how grumpy old white man I will sound. Um, with this... I never really thought about it until like, I don't know, the ninth time I saw this trailer, however many times I've seen it in cinema. It, it is starting to scream, you know what? The women do it really well and, and, and much better than, but like, 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 because, because, like, and, and because not only about the stuff that Craig says about LaShonda Lynch, not only the Anna, by the way, it all looks great. I'm not knocking any of it actually, but there does seem to be a little bit of hammering home of like, don't need men to do this. Swiss women, Swiss women do this now. Do you know? And I know how that sounds, and I know how no, but I, I think it's in there. I think it's in there quite overtly now. The more I watch it, the there's more I'm this like, whole, oh. there's this whole thing, right? Oh. And and I, I get that Bond 
has to be slightly more modernized, right? They modernized yeah, it, of for, course. They modernized course. it for um, the the uh, Dalton film, so he slept with less yes. people. It was the height of the age pan AIDS pandemic. Sorry, yeah. And like, but, so but they, I would say you didn't. But I would say you didn't notice it. I would say that I, most you know films, I they, they had an equally strong. They had Carrie Lowell in *License to Kill*. Yeah, kicking ass and everything. She was, but I didn't she kind of. But she is great in it. But I never sat there going, oh, like they're making a point of it. No, 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 absolutely. It was just part of the story. Yes, it's great, it, absolutely. And you know, Pencil. and the women definitely got stronger mm-hmm. in the Brosnan movies, and as they should, as they should. As they should, because women are seriously underwritten in the Bond films. Completely. I think we can all agree on that, yeah. Even the good women in Bond films, even Carrie Lowell in License to Kill is underused and underwritten. And she's probably one of the... But she is strong and she does contribute and she... um, There's no no bullshit if I remember Bond having to save her on Tomorrow Never Dies. I I absolutely thought the stuff with Moneypenny in Skyfall, Spectre especially... It it screamed to me more. We've got someone who's famous, and it's, I said the same thing to you, didn't I? About um mm. about um about M, right? Like yes, because you've got Ray Fiennes, you can't just put Ray Fiennes behind a desk. No, I get you. You have to yeah, do yeah, something not, yeah. with Ray Fiennes. Yeah, keep him keep him moving. Yeah, I, I get you. And, and and so like like it got to a point where Inspector, I'm like, I don't I don't want to see a film about Ray. Find fighting people or or money penny <laughs> shooting people. I like I, I want to see a Bond film, right? And yeah. this to me, it, I'm gonna be I'm so interested to see how No, no Time to Die pays out because it could yeah. be absolutely skyfall level of brilliance. It could be, and also let's be clear here when we're talking about directors, Carrie Kanaga is a really good director. Like he yeah. is a really. Uh, However. Like I can't say, uh, I haven't seen everything, but, but no. everything I've seen of his, I have liked a lot. R- rumors persist that once again, you know, there are, you know, the, the 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 thing that happens with directors on Bond films is directors come in to direct. Well, they're a machine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a machine. It's like, yeah. like let's face it's, it. Bond is the, like Marvel. There is a template one yeah. way or another, and it's the same crew. It's yeah. like the same yeah. stunt crew, the same like effects crew. It's like you're the person that comes in. And it's like something very, very different to doing a normal movie, yeah. right? It, these yeah. kind of super franchise things. Yeah. Uh, I think the rumours were that, that that it didn't, you know, he was over budget, over time, mm-hmm. it, shooting slowly. You know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see if his vision comes onto screen. Yeah. I hope, I hope that they, they do the smart, like all this shit online. Oh, they've made Bond a female black woman. And I'm like, Right, they've changed it. They've ruined it. Was like, no, no, she's not playing Bond. People, she's no, playing no, 007. They've handed over the, handed over the code. Thing. It's yeah. a rank, not yeah. a character. Right, no, let's get exactly. that out of the fucking way. Yeah, and that's and see, in principle, I don't have any issues with that. Really, mm. not. I really don't. Depending if the story is served well, then brilliant. That's really all that matters. The yeah. question is, the question is, and I can I know how I always sound with this. How how much of an agenda is it, as opposed to it just being for the story? Yeah, no, no, and, and how, how much of it is an agenda? Yeah, and that's rather than actually just making it. And that's what worries me when, like, oh, we've brought in Phoebe Waller Bridge to, to to rewrite the script yep. to, to give it a a more. And I'm like, mm. so now we're making so, Bond into an agenda movie rather than a right actual 
just an action movie. movie. But here's the thing, and you can have messages. And what nothing gets messages. Yes. Nothing gets messages. Nothing gets represented. Why, nothing. Nothing gets any of it. But why? But why do we need yeah. to politicize? Like, why has Bond become this thing that has to be politicized? I don't. This is what I don't. No one's sitting in the Mission Impossible films going, oh, okay, so no. so right. Let's get the tick tick list out. We need to we need to have a more stronger female character next to Tom. We need to do this. It's like. No one's doing that to the Mission Impossible films, but yet no. Bond seems to be this hot button subject where everyone well, seems probably, to probably because it's probably because it's been going on for so long. Yeah, but, you know, and 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 I understand the need to absolutely understand uh, the the desire or, or need to you know, like you say, get with the times. Of course, like I, I wouldn't query that I, at all. Like that, of course. if you cast Bond, but just do a, it, but just do it, but just do it, just yeah. do it, like just do it, do it for the story, not for right. the. Exactly. So I'm trying to remember the critic. There's a critic recently. I think I'm trying to, I don't want to misname the person who basically said, and again, I am a fan of Phoebe Waller Bridge. Fully. Yep. Love Fleabag, blah, 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 blah. Not I love Crashing. That. I love Oh, you should Fleabag. Not what, I, she like, did, she did this TV show called Crashing one season, which was fucking brilliant just, as well. Like, brilliant. Just, yeah. but, here, but, here's, but, no, but here's the thing, right? But, no, but I am. I, Fleabag I really never like grabbed Fleabag. me, to be fair. I love Fleabag. I love Fleabag. And, well, Fleabag made me like Andrew Scott, which was impossible. <laughs> like flea, the second season of Fleabag made me love like Andrew Scott brilliant anyway regardless I can't remember what critic it was and again I don't want to say the wrong name in case I get this wrong but he basically said it doesn't matter how many awards you give to Phoebe Waller-Bridge it doesn't actually change your perspective of women actually entering the film no a long way I might be slightly misquoting it but it doesn't actually change the 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 uh, um, like the, the chances for, for like working class women People want to bridge does not affect. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how many she's being held up and being given all awards, and I think she's super talented, and I think she deserves awards. No question, like for, for sure. I'm absolutely on that on that um, side of things. I think she's a terrific performer. I'm fully, you know, the idea of her coming on to rewrite a Bond film. I don't even have a problem with that at all. I think that's an interesting. She's no, an interesting look, voice. Let's be honest. Pay, uh, she's an interesting voice. Wade and, and Purvis have yes have been fucking so hit and miss over the years it is absolutely like absolutely like they wrote i think i think i'm right saying they wrote like golden eye and casino royale i think they had a hand in and then they also wrote fucking like you know specter i think they had a hand in and they also wrote fucking like die another day so it's like yeah i might be wrong on that but you know i'm just trying to use it as the 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 extremes of it i think i'm getting a fresh voice in i think it's a terrific yeah i mean i think she's a really i don't think they're great writers at all no, not really. They're so mechanical writers. They're mechanical yeah. writers at best. They're 90s action made, film writers. They've made, they've made a career. It's good for them. <laughs> you know, like, it's good. Um, but, you know, I'd rather see Clement and Lafrenet write a Bond film, you know, for sure. So, um, I, oh. anyway, so, 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 yeah, well, for real. But, like... Um, Honestly, Bruce yeah, Campbell so, write so, a Bond so, film. I don't know why. Write a Bond film? <laughs> no, I do. I want to see him write a Bond film and just have himself <laughs> in it all, all the time. Just, like, have, like... Like Bond fights all of Bruce Campbell's characters from all of his career. I actually, while we're on the subject, Campbell would make an amazing Felix Slayer. Oh my God. Why has no one ever cast? Felix Slayer, who who I'm sure is like Bond, a code name. Because Mm. Felix Slayer has been young, thin, fat, white, blonde, black. I'm like... Like what? Who the fuck is this character? I'm not like, sure anyone ever got. I'm not sure anyone ever got better than Jack Lord. Anyway, to be honest, which is no, a weird thing. No, to say, no, you're probably right. He's really good. It's really good. 
Um, so, so no, look, you're right. Uh, you are 100% right. Uh, on the Bond thing, I just want to say just really, really quickly, um, I watched Licence to Kill uh, last week. Fabulous. I, I still say to this day, if, and you can fight me for it out there in, in the cinema world, it is probably the second best Bond film. And I'm putting Goldfinger up there just because it is the most sure. iconic well, it's the most Bond figure is the Bond The film. most like, Bond film. Yeah, it just is the Bond film. But, Regardless of I don't think it's the best one, but it is the Bond film. But if you take out A View to a Kill and mm-hmm. The Living Daylights, you do not get Goldeneye and Casino Royale and Spectre right. and, sorry, and Skyfall. Because if you watch those earlier Bond films, it's Living Daylight that they become... American action films. Yes, well, like you say, they're competing at that point with Lethal Weapon and everything. Yes, exactly. So it's like the Lethal Weapon, the Die Hard, the, the, like all those films are coming out from the Bruckheimer, Simpson Bruckheimer Studios and the Joel Silver Studios and, you know, hmm. all of those kind of films. And you you can see it. A, view to, a, light, a Living Daylight is an American action film. Yeah, that's why Lost is the Kill is for natural progression. Yeah, and whereas um, A View to a Kill... Is is a British action film? Yes, and it's yeah, a British exactly kind that. of spy action film. And I, I still don't think there were properly action films until A View to a Kill. Uh, sorry, Living Daylights. Um, and then yeah, License to Kill is a natural progression. It has like it has like I'd forgotten the whole Afghan fucking subplot oh yeah it's, Ram, it's, like, it's like it's like rambo 3 no it's exactly like rambo 3 i'm like there's a point where they're in the desert fighting the fucking um effectively fighting the russian stroke taliban mm-hmm. uh, yeah some very 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 loose politics in this film um and mm-hmm. then the, like the plane thing and blowing shit up and i'm like fuck me if, if this wasn't a bond film i'd still consider this to be one of the 90s great action films absolutely yeah, completely. It's stunning and it's brutal. It's the first time Bond had a 15 rating. It was yeah. like, you know, it's got Carrie Lowell, as you say, is amazing. Q is out of his office for a change. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's just wonderful seeing Desmond Llewellyn out on set doing stuff. Like, yeah. it is a glorious movie. I also, I also thought, um, when did Lois Maxwell die, by the way? I don't it's know. Rhetorical question, because I'm going to Google it, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, she died 2007. So I, oh, I wow. was really confused, right? Why they changed Money Penny in the in the uh, Timothy Dalton oh, films, right. yeah. but they didn't yeah. change M, which I thought was really interesting. That's quite strange, isn't it? So M's the same M that's been there since the beginning of the fucking, like, since day one. And then, like... Lois Maxwell, they change money penny. I'm like, well, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But anyway, <clears throat> it's it's brilliant. It it really is a great film, and um, you know, I, I I think it's such so underrated as a Bond film, so underrated as an action film, so underrated as the influence of the series and what it does and the impact of what it does moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I completely. And Robert Darvey is fucking awesome. Oh, but I love the fact that the bad guy's just a drug dealer. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not like a fucking international terrorist or a fucking like Blofeld or yeah, you know, someone trying to take over the world. Yeah, you know, all of that stuff. It's like not. It's not Doctor Evil, and it's not even fucking. Um, you, you know, it's not. It's not 
like I, I know it's not fun, but Klaus Maria Brandauer never said ever again. Yes. You know, like like a like a genius type. You know, no, he's a fucking drug dealer. He's he's I, a, I he's love a, that. I he's love a it. Colombian drug right. lord. Yeah. And you know, this film touches on Scarface at times. I'm absolutely. like, absolutely, yes, like, absolutely. Like, what's what's your influence for this film? Scarface. I also think it's it's um one of John Glenn's best directed movies. I, I agree. I think it looks amazing. I think it yeah. looks really. Slick. I think John I Glenn love, is. Quite oh, I love. A- I love. I love Wayne Newton in it as well. Yeah, Wayne Newton's. Oh my god! And, but the problem <laughs> was, remember when she plays the same role Bless in. <coughs> Is it Ford Fairlane? I think he plays almost the same role. But it's when she when, when Carrie Lowell leaves him locked up, he's like, "Bless your heart." I know. It's so, <laughs> so good. It's so charm. It's so charming and it's funny. So and good. Also, um, Anthony Zerba's really good at it. That scene where he gets blown up is horrible. Yeah, Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro is fucking amazing, and he's his first film. Oh. I think. And he was like, "You, you, you just like, oh my god!" It, I, I, I just, I watched it, and I'm just like. And it's got that amazing cold open as well, where they do the airport, yeah. the, the airport raid, and then they, then they parachute into the wedding. I just like, yeah. oh fucking hell, man! Do you get a more iconic moment than Bond parachuting to a wedding? It's right. like, like, and yeah, you know the, the Scarface bit where Felix gets eaten up, weirdly forgotten it's in horrible. future Bond films. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Felix well, can now walk again in future Bond films, um, and has well, a leg. Who knew? Um, it's just, it is, and the action is crisp. I, I always thought that, that John Glenn was a bit of a boring director. His first few Bond films, I thought, were really kind of pedestrian. Like, mm. I just wasn't a fan of the direction at all. But they he gets better and better and better as a Bond director. Yeah. Well, look, remember, he's the cameraman who actually filmed the Union Jack parachute opening up. Yes. Yeah. It's right. Like, I mean, he really has done stuff. <laughs> but it's weird how, like, his first couple were, were like, a bit, mm, you know, a bit flat. I wasn't a huge yeah. fan of his first couple of Bond films. But there's something about when he was given Dalton that yeah. it's almost like he said, oh, I can make this my own now. Yeah. Yeah. You are it's not like, wrong. Yeah. Hey, look, um, I, I, I mean, I don't think that uh, we have um, in any way, shape, or form, like, like we have talked about this as a um, as a lot, you know. We've talked about this film, uh, this film a lot in history. Uh, yeah, we've always said it is one of the best films um, in ever. <laughs> Holy best. shit, dude! Fucking hell! Sorry, I'm really sorry to detract. The cool. Prince Charles Cinema in October because I was looking up License to Kill because I know they were showing it again. So yeah, I yeah. can't find it. But the horror films they're showing through October is is mind blowing. Like. They're showing, they're showing from Dust Till Dawn. They're showing Blade 1 and 2 as a double bill. They're showing The Keep, the Michael Mann Nazi horror movie. Oh, wow. I'm really, really, I've never seen it in the cinema, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. The Keep is one of those amazing movies from, like, 1983, <clears throat> directed by Michael Mann, starring Scott Glenn and Jurgen Prochnow. It's, like, it's like, it's fucking amazing. Guys, get on get on the Prince Charles yeah, Cross October. Fucking 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 they're showing Scanners. They're showing Scanners. <sighs> That's good. I'm really good. excited. So look, sorry, sorry for that. Just... That's right. No, it's fine. Uh, I was probably um, waxing far too lyrical on that one as well. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, let's talk Candyman. Um, yes, you're a big fan of Candyman, right? The first film. I am a big fan of Candyman, and I actually quite like the two fun sequels. Like they're fun. They're not. <laughs> they're shit, like, but I'm, they're I'm, fine. I don't. Know if, I don't know if I call them shit. They're just they were straight to video, sort of, you know, or pretty much straight to video. Um, you know, yeah, but what I'm getting at is they were more straightforward horror. 
Yeah, like there, there were better sequels to Candyman than the Crow sequels were to the Crow, oh, for example. Absolutely, unquestionably. Like you can sit down <laughs> and watch the Candyman sequels and go, yeah. I mean, like, for real, like yeah, 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 totally. So, like, so I was super interested in this because I thought the trailer looked great. I thought, like, I, I, I still say that Jordan Peele is overrated as a director, right? Sure. As a filmmaker, I, I, I don't think Get Out is that great. I think I, it's I think Get Out's great. I think Get Out's great, but I think Up was seriously flawed. And 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 the thing I think we talked about the other day is I am I am finding somewhat tiresome the, the sort of M Night Shyamalan style embracing of him. As much as I think he deserves success, because I think he's very talented. I love the Key and Peele show. Like I love his comedy stuff. I wish he'd do like another comedy. Because did you ever see Keanu? The, the comedy film they did. No, I think you talked about Keanu that. Keanu is really funny. really fucking funny. Like, it's really fucking funny. Like really fucking funny, um, and, and in fact, I've seen it a few times now, and it is it is tremendous. So that's its own, but that's its own thing, right? Um, I do feel you're right. I, 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 I I'm not going to say I think he's actually overrated per se, but yeah, us, us, us is us for me was where I went. Oh, okay. Horror films, right? Weirdly, yeah. horror films have this thing where, like. I don't know more than any other genre like that people latch on to shit. And funny enough, you posted about something on Facebook today about an interview on um, a podcast that we both listened to. Oh, yes. yes. And I skipped that one because as filmmakers, oh, really? I have no interest in their work. I've watched two films. Oh. Both of them bored me to tears. I've also heard some other stuff, but I'll put all that shit aside. I'm, but, I've, but heard the same- stuff. I've heard some stuff too, but the interview is very good. But it follows... <laughs> Equally, was another film where everyone's like, "This is the best oh, film ter- ever." I think it's, ter- it's oh, terrible. Like, it actually, actually, no, really average. Actually, let, let me stop. It wasn't terrible. Uh, again, I think we've touched this. I thought the drama was really good, but I thought the horror stuff was absolute yeah. boring, so, wank, wank, like total wank. So horror tends to do this a lot, right? And you kind of go, "Okay, right, I, I, I get it." Like, so this is the next big thing. So then, then Candyman, right? And Candyman's going to be directed by. By um, Nia DaCosta, who's a who's an interesting filmmaker. She's done some you know, some interesting stuff, and, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, okay, okay, this this is the one, right? This is this is going to be it. Um, and you know, there were rumours that Tony Todd would, was going to be involved somehow. And I'm, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually know about that. And okay. also, can I just spoiler quickly, alert? Just sorry. Quickly, <laughs> also, can I can I just quickly touch on? <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but for the longest time, it looked like Jordan Peele was directing it. Oh, a hundred percent. And then, and then it was announced. So the same thing happened. The same thing happened. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm sure I wasn't wrong. Like I genuinely thought that he was directing it. Not the the same thing for me happened with Bad Boys Three. Right. I was in the cinema, and when the director cards came up, I was like, "Who the fuck are they? What? Who are those people? I thought Michael Bay directed this. Same, because no one announced the directors. Literally, directors." Yeah, from no one mentioned the fact that Michael Bay wasn't directing it, and yep. and I was like, and it was, it was it wasn't, studiously, it was studiously, it was studiously not mentioned. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it came up, and I was like, ah. Huh. So look, um, so Candyman comes out, and Candyman has had some very, very positive reviews, mm-hmm. and I Wait can't help but think they <laughs> left the cinema about an hour and five minutes in. Yeah. Because for an hour and five minutes, I don't know about you, Ross. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but for an hour and five minutes, I was like, this is fucking awesome. 
This yes, is the Candyman film the I want. Absolutely the same. I was well, well, actually, it was the Candyman film. I don't think I knew I wanted. Um, yes, that's a better way of saying. Build, it, yeah, the build was amazing, and in some ways, there are lots of parallels to the first, the way the first film, the original film, does a lot yep. with that kind of the, the urban, yeah, and, it, and, and all of that stuff. You know, and, and it linked in beautifully with the with the first it, when, when it when it, it when really he walked does, back to yes. Cabrini Green or when it was yes. when he found it's Cabrini Green. I was like, oh god, so this is a sequel remake reboot. Okay, yeah. and, I'm in. and there are a few other, and there are a few other aspects of the film Absolutely. which they do oh. tie to the original film without getting to it yet. Really, really well. Like they, they do tie this film to the original film really, really Some well. Some really I, smart stuff. So really and, smart. Yeah. But it's but if you've never seen Candyman, mm-hmm. you could watch this film and and not have to watch Candyman for all of those bits to make sense because they do it in such a closed loop way that if Candyman hadn't existed and all those elements from Candyman were still in there, you don't need the film. If you get what I mean, you don't need the film to make yes. that make sense. No, no, no. They, 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 I think they do it as a standalone film well enough. Yeah. Although, although I think it becomes debatable in the last 20 minutes. Yes. So, I, I mean, I think that, I think the performances were, were uniformly brilliant. Um, I yes. thought the, uh, the, um, the visual, uh, like the visual style was really interesting. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, Abdul. Yeah, yeah, Mateen. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's amazing. Sorry, I'm so bad at pronouncing is he the sec- names. The second, the second or the third, even. He's the second. Yeah. So, like, I thought he was just phenomenal. Common, Common Domingo, who I, who I'm a oh. big fan of, up into an hour in, was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Mark, Michael Hargrove. Yeah. Uh, who, who plays a character called Sherman Fields and like once you've seen yeah. the film you'll know mm-hmm. about that like he was great so for me I was an hour and five minutes I'm just like my god they've nailed this shit and then yeah. there's hints of the music which I think Candyman's music by the way by Bernard Rose is some of yes. the not Bernard Rose he was the director not Bernard Rose he's the director he yeah. who, I did this last <laughs> week as well uh, Candyman music fuck everyone's gonna be shouting at me now um, it was by mm-hmm. um, uh, someone really famous is it Philip Glass might have been someone like that yeah it, yes it's Philip Glass yeah Absolute fucking hell. Sorry, mate. I my brain's all over the fucking shot today. <laughs> Philip, Philip Glass's music for Candyman is phenomenal. And there's hints of that. So I'm just like, oh yeah. This is this is fucking dope, man. This is good. This is what I wanted. So how did you feel after that bit, Ross? It takes, I think you we've talked about this before as well. Like it takes a left turn. <laughs> so a which left is, turn. But, but like like left left to the point where I thought I'd missed something specific. About twenty like minutes, really specific, right? Really specific. Well, at, at least five to ten minutes, because they, everything else was flowing really well. And then the last twenty minutes is is weird because it there are bits of the last twenty minutes that are excellent, and the very, very, very final shot is amazing. And what our final girl decides to do to get out of her situation without spoiling anything is fantastic. Like what she actually decides to yeah. do, yeah, yeah, is fantastic and creepy and, and very good. Um, but it just kind of, I really feel, so we said this before, it's a 91 minute film and the end credits are amazing as well, by the way, that's the best of story. Oh my God, the end um, credits are beautiful. Really, really, really beautiful and brilliant. And it feels like, I think we said this before, it's a 91 minute film. It feels like it was originally like, let's say 105 minutes. And it feels like all of that would have been cut from the last half hour. 
It yeah. just, it just, it's so patchy and odd, and the tone changes so specifically. Let alone the story change they decide to make, which I just don't think works. I don't. There's no real explanation for why this character does what he does. No, Do you know, there's a specific. There's no, as far as I know, there's no explanation. There's no. It's cool that he is part of it and does something, right? Like that's cool, but it does. It's never explained. And uh, at least not to my, I really felt like I'd missed a few minutes at least. I felt like and I then, and then, asleep and I woke back up again. Yeah, I, like, I felt like I blinked and missed something specific. Yeah. And, and there are still things that happened in that last minute that are very good and very interesting. But it feels like but there are specific segments cut out of it throughout. Yeah. And, and then the very final five minutes works really, really well, like really particularly yeah. well. Um, like the epi- almost what you would think of as the epilogue, kind of, you know, when the when the authorities show up without giving anything too much away. But that that like f- last five or six minutes or whatever <laughs> is terrific, really works well. But between in that fifteen minutes or so before that, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, like it was really dramatically. It was frustrating. I I was super hoping that there's like an extended cut yeah, that yeah, does yeah. explain it. I don't want to be. Get, it doesn't. It doesn't. So just just to finish your point. What I don't get is. The, like you say, the hour and five minutes before then is so perfectly crafted that, I, that it just doesn't, it's not just that it doesn't make sense, it's the how could the last bit of it not be as good as the, the build? I yeah. don't understand, like in terms of being smooth I and explaining things. And, yeah. Right. Get Out was really good until something, till it gets to a certain point, and then I'm mm. like, nah, I don't buy this anymore. Us right. was pretty good until it got to a certain point and i was like well until you actually find out we us was okay until you find out what's actually happening and then i was like that doesn't how are their clones for everybody what are they all doing yeah. why are they all sitting in that bunker why have they never so, come out before why are they coming out of, there's about a thousand questions yeah, yeah. even but the idea is great the idea is interesting and the execution of it is some of the execution is really good and then I'll be honest, because I was sitting there going, yep, 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 yep. I've got mm-hmm. a theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, not a theory. I'm going to propose something. Never get on a plane that Jordan Peele flies. Because <laughs> that fucking guy cannot stick well a landing. It'll go well to you. Like, yeah. yeah, he can't stick a landing. He, the landing yeah. on Get Out doesn't work for me. The landing on Us doesn't work for me. And the landing on Candyman doesn't work for me. Like, get out works I, for me, but us get out does work for me. Us doesn't at all, like at all, particularly in the last, like like all the stabby, killy bits are all fine, and performances yeah, are really good. But, it, but the actual story of it doesn't work. But that's uh, what I'm all, feeling here, right? I just feel that he just he just can't stick the landing, and mm. and I was so disappointed by how this film ends because you're right, yeah. like, and then the music kicks in at the end, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm yep. like, oh my god! And that shadow, the shadow puppeting is amazing. Like, it's yeah, really interesting. And it just, really, really. Well and yeah, when you're just like, like, I've never wanted a film. To, like, it's very rare. I say, oh, that film really needed to be longer. Like, right, five or ten minutes to make that make sense. Because there, there's yeah. no way that you didn't sit in the edit suite and go, if that is what you shot as per the script, right? There's no way you're not going to sit in the edit suite and go. Mm, yeah my thing is the rest of it is too coherent and too well put together for for, for this final act to not as in the movie yeah do you remember how for for a hundred minutes it was Mm. absolutely the antithesis of like a marvel film right or sorry a dc film Uh, it was like at the time at the time time, it was the antithesis of that dc stylings where it was just like 
like that that fucking Zack Snyder bullshit. And it was yes. like, and then all of a sudden it gets to a point and CGI it just goes full on Zack Snyder, right? It just goes full on Zack Snyder. This feels to me like near the Costa made 80 minutes of a movie and then Jordan Peele took over the last 10 minutes and just made it something completely different. Because this isn't, this does not feel like, that does not feel like one director directed that ending. The no, same I director. agree. I feel, I feel like, I feel like they sent someone else off to it. I mean, except for maybe again the final five, six minutes. Or yeah, whatever, I feel like that's. Well, it feels like, they, but the, like stuff, the, the stuff said, that's going on before and it's, it's really bad. Like it's just badly done. Yeah, or, it makes or, no or sense. It feels badly done. It feels badly done. Um, yeah. I was really disappointed by that because, like, I thought yeah. that, like, for for half the film, three quarters of the film, I'm like, this is a nine out of ten. This oh is yeah, on yeah. par. Yeah. With yeah. the original Candyman, I never thought I'd say that. That and it's last... a surpri- and surprisingly good, even if you haven't yeah. seen Candyman, it's just a surprisingly beautiful. Good the the yeah. opening yeah. credits as yeah. well. <gasps> yeah, and it had a lot to say about gentrification. Yes, and, uh, and, and art and perspective, perspective art. on art and all sorts of yeah. everything. It's really really everything. interesting. It was yeah. everything that you wanted that film to be, and then like that ending just knocked two points off of the score for me at least. Yeah. I'm yeah. so so disappointed by it. Um, just quickly because I know we're running out of time, but two films that I want to talk about that I know we've both seen mm. as well. Uh, let's talk Cop Shop really quickly. Absolutely, um, good, wasn't it? I loved it. I, I was, really I was, fun. and, and uh, Jenny, we both enjoyed it. We both we saw it quite early on. I think it was like yes, like last week, like Saturday morning, even or yeah. Sunday morning, one or the other. I mean, really enjoyed it, and it's one of Joe Carnahan's better films because I think he's a bit hit and miss. Oh my uh, god, Joe Carnahan! It's usually so fun. Usually fun. Usually fun, but like a bit hit and miss. This had proper. I don't know. It just felt good. It, felt, it was a proper throwback to seventies wise in terms of the opening titles. That was really fun, and the music was really good. Performance was really good. Frank Grillo was really good. I'm Frank so Grillo glad to be able to say that a. for a while. I, I was uh, like, and Butler Butler was really good too. Butler, Butler was, was really great. Good. I, it yeah. was really weird for me because I was watching, I watched, I watched that and I came home and watched an episode of Billions, which Frank Grillo is in as well at the moment. Right, yeah. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's playing like um, this artist. So like literally the exact opposite role to what he usually right. plays. Like yeah. quite a vulnerable, quite a, quite a right. like, um, yeah, really interesting role. And like, so I'm watching, I'm watching Grillo in that and I'm watching him in Cop Shop and I'm like, fuck, this dude is great. And it reminded me why I loved him so much and why I've always been on the Grillo train, even if the Grillo train has at times been a bit of a bumpy ride. Um, There's been a couple of times where I've got off it, quite frankly. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't get off it because I just know how good a ride that, that bad boy is. Um, yeah. As good as Butler was, as good as the direction by Joe Carnahan was, as good as Grillo was, um, let's give a shout out to the to the two stars of this film, right? Um, Toby Huss as Anthony yes, Tony amazing. Lamb. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, oh he my amazing. god! Possibly one of my favorite screen psychopaths ever. He's just yes, superb. fucking superb. awesome. And yeah, he was in like Halt and Catch Fire, playing yes, yes. the most opposite role you could possibly get on this, right? Like, and and the other one is Alexis uh, Louder, who yeah, was great. Uh, the lead female in the movie who was it's great absolutely great unbelievably good bring on bring on more stuff with her she's yeah she i i want to see the spin-off with her the valerie young spin-off yeah yeah also um one of the things i loved about the film was that virtually everyone else was uh, with no disrespect meant an unknown as far as i know and 
I mean, pretty much, when I say unknown, they're probably working actors. And I loved that. Like all of the yeah. pops in the thing. There's a couple of faces I recognised. I recognised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Chalabini, UFC fighter, yeah, was in yeah, it. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, exactly. And there's, there's, I'm trying to see if I can find his name. There's one other guy. But like, but yeah, there are people that I recognised, but I like that they were just basically proper working actors, you know? Well, even Toby Huss, right, who's, who's done a few bits and pieces. I mean, he was in Halloween in 2018 and like, he's, but he's done loads of TV. Even he is good for most people. People are not going to realize what he's from. Right. But I've seen yeah. Him. Yeah. So yeah, it's shit like that. Yeah. You're right. It's shit like that. That just makes you just go, yeah. look, am I, am I gonna, is it going to be my, is it going to be bothering my top 10 of the year? No. Um, but in a year where I could do a double bill of cop shop and nobody, yeah, yeah. Like, that feels like a that feels like a Strong. hardcore seventies, like brutal kind of like fun double bill. That's the kind of double bill I'd watch at the cinema quite happily. Um, yeah. yeah, Cop Shop is good fun. Last one I want to talk about um, before we go off on Merry Way, Ross. Um, again, something we talked about briefly. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of this film. I definitely finished it, which I think you didn't manage to. But uh, don't breathe too. We need to get into this a little bit. <laughs> we got five minutes, right? So go for it. <laughs> we need to get into this a little bit. So I watched the first one first. Yeah. So just because it's been oh, a long time. That's a mistake, man. Time. Well, yeah, it is. But Big I did mistake. that on purpose. But I did that on purpose because it's a sequel. So they should tie together. Um, and the first yeah, film... Do you know what? I, I, mm, I stand by it. I'm... I'm, I'm... I'm agnostic on that because you look at well, some of the I mean, Friday it, the 13th movies. Like, no, no, no. Okay. But, that, but, but a lot of the time Friday the 13th movies, they have completely different people and stuff. This one, they have the same guy playing the same role. He is the same person. And in the well, first oh, movie... Is he? <laughs> he? No, he No, they've absolutely... There he is. Yeah, is he? You know. Well, so the first one does hold up really well. And I'll stand by it. That final act is disgusting. Like his his motivations for doing what he's doing are sympathetic. You could be sympathetic a, a bit. Ha, ha, ha. He is. And he's Stephen Lang is brilliant in both films. Like he's brilliant. Like you can't fault Stephen Lang for a performer. He's fucking great. His dedication is amazing, etc. The first film I largely liked a lot. But the final act, yeah. Ugh. But I still enjoyed it. It's a, it's a seven. Like, it's a solid seven, regardless of what I think of that certain thing that he tries to do. It just makes you just go, I can't... And also the fact that he's been keeping someone captive down at all of that stuff. It's just... it's. It, but what I like about that, if I step back, is it's a grey area. There's no good guys in this. You know what I yeah. mean? I can kind of appreciate it for what it is. <clears throat> and that the situation is more fucked up than they know when they break into his place. Jane Levy's really good in it. Like, like the cast yeah, are really yeah, good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, really good. And it's and it takes some turns again. Yep. The second I'm one, really I, okay, so the second one, I stopped about 50 minutes in. And I stopped 50 minutes in. It's a little bit like the other week when I watched two or three films and I couldn't get into I just, I just went, I can't, I don't know what the point is in finishing this film because, because here's the thing. First of all, uh, he's kidnapped another girl, but, she, but he is looking after her. And she, it looked like like she was alone, and you know what I mean, from the house fire or whatever. So yeah. he has basically taken this little, he has taken this little girl in, and he does look after her like he's his daughter. But it doesn't appear to be anything inverted commas creepy going on. Like he is looking after her, he's trying to keep her safe, and I think, from what I can tell, so okay. And then you find out who the little girl really is, or who her real father is, all of that stuff. 
But I, I had genuine trouble from minute five or something just telling what the fuck was happening. I found it really difficult to know what was happening, why it was happening, what was going on, who anyone was. It's until they sort of revealed themselves later. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I don't care about any of it. It's just a massive fight. Also, also, killing his dog. But, but secondly, apparently he can just befriend the enemy's dog. And that's fine. I just, my brain was just going, I can't, I can't. It's things are just so the difference between the first one and the second one for me is that the first one seems to have a story and a vision and knows where it's going. The second one felt like this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this. And I just don't care. It just felt like that. It didn't feel like, um, it just didn't, I don't know how it sounds, it didn't feel like a story. It didn't feel like, I just didn't care about any of it by the end of it. I just didn't give a shit at all. I, and I, I think by so, the end, by 50 minutes in, I was like, I'm just done completely. It's, I, I, like when you're, I always find if you're 50 minutes into an hour and 30 film, it's like you just might as well just finish. Um, I agree but, in principle. I agree in principle, except for no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic, right? Like I, I, I overuse that word so much today. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I finished it. I thought it had some okay moments. I thought it could have been a lot more gruesome. Um, there was some very clever stuff in it. You've probably missed a bit with the water, which is I, did, I didn't. Oh, well, there's a thing where she's trapped inside a box for a while. No, no, no. That, there's a bit. There's a bit near the end um, where he uses water really. It's really smart. It's really good. So really nice ideas in there. But at the same point, I'm watching this film going. But the guy is not like I can't cheer for this guy. I couldn't. Because... Che- I couldn't get behind. I couldn't get behind no. anyone. No, and not including the little girl. I couldn't get behind. I couldn't. That's my problem. Is like I, but I couldn't because I, this is what I'm saying. It just felt like this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens, and it doesn't. You don't care about anything at all. They they lay it in um, some backstory on her as well. I don't know if you got to that okay. bit, but it's well, it just gets to the point where yeah, you're right. Look, I I do not think it's a great film. I don't think it's uh, it's not going to trouble my bottom of the year list. And I um, would say I would say to people, there's no point watching it. At all. There, I, there I don't is, think there's any point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. There is no point watching it. And there is no point in there is no point in um watching the first one before you watch the second yeah, one. Yeah, I, I you're right. It was a mistake almost. Except yeah. I don't think it was a mistake because I think you have to have context for a single. Yeah, there is un there is there is unrelated as as like Blair Witch Project is to paranormal activity, right? They're they're both right. broadly in the same genre, but yeah. like like they they are just completely separate films, and actually, a good knowledge of the first film makes the second film much harder to buy into because you're just like, no man, that's fucking weird. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, just just before we go, some breaking news. Uh, just popped into my news feed. Uh, Twins is officially getting a sequel. Um, triplets, <laughs> or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. And originally it was going to be Eddie Murphy when this idea came out yes, 20 yes. fucking years ago. Now, mm-hmm. Tracy Morgan. Oh, no. I mean, I quite like him, but I, do you see that working? No, and it's set to start filming next year. I, equally, oh, I don't see no. it working because surely if they're triplets, they would have all been born at the same point. Like yeah, they have to all be seven. They have to all be seventy, don't they? Yeah, unless and, they just age Tracy Morgan up or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, <laughs> it, it's fair to say 
I am not on board this train, uh, and I don't think you no. are Ross, either. Well, I mean, I'll watch the shit out of it, but like, what is that? Unless uh, they say he's like a generation below them or something weird, like uh, they, they like, like maybe thing. they froze the third egg, right? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Oh, I mean, either way, I am not on board. Ross, where can people find out more about you, my friend? Oh man, I've got other films I want to talk about, but all right, okay. <laughs> next um, week. I saw some amazing films yesterday. Okay, all right. Um, uh, okay, so uh, to find me, uh, oh, my brain isn't working. Uh, at Ross Boyask on all the social things, please also follow at Evo Films UK uh, on all the social things to follow Evolutionary Films. There are more films being released this year. Uh, and then at Vengeance Film UK to follow the exploits of uh, the action film franchise that I write and direct and so forth. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, uk for more on this whole shebang uh follow us on twitter and instagram phil quick review that's phil quick review with no s and uh we will be back because ross has more films to talk about we didn't even get to the whole thing we we were talking about we were going to do today which what films we're looking forward to for the rest of the year because we got really really stuck on bond again (laughs) yeah well until it comes out i mean i do i don't know about you i just want to get it over with now i I, I, I really I want to see it because, but what I want to get over is I want to get Daniel. I'm over Daniel Craig. I'm not over Bond. I'll never be over Bond. Bond is forever. I'm over Daniel Craig. And I'm quite happily to say once this film's done, thank you, Daniel Craig. Um, Like let's, let's get, let's move on to the next person because mm. yeah, I, it still sticks in my craw a little bit that, that he did the whole, I will not do another Bond. I would, I'd rather die than do another Bond movie. Beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. What, what's that noise? Oh, it's the, the money truck backing up. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Look, um, I'm super excited because uh, Many Saints of Newark is, is coming out shortly, very shortly. Um, in fact, the day this podcast is released. Um, so I can't wait to fucking see that. So oh, I'm very excited. Yes. Not that I can yeah. see it because I haven't got a babysitter, but it's a fucking... Hmm. Anyway, I'll get some way to see <laughs> it. Um, uh, like even if I have to sneak my my child in as an eighteen year old to watch the film, um, and then like put headphones on so she can't actually hear the content. I don't know. I'll do something. <laughs> I'm not really going to do that, by the way. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back next That'd week. Be amazing. Uh, <laughs> or we'll be back at some point. Who knows when? Uh, thanks for listening. Take care. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.